And like as women, we just, it's just a natural feeling of protection you have when you're with a, a man, especially a strong man. And you seem like a very strong, protective man. I just date really weak women. <laughs> Relatively strong. Until Mandy, who is like an equal. First body. the fat boys break up, now this to quote Chris Rock. But it's okay, we'll come back to it, because I want to do this real quick. From the smallest room in New York City comes a show that gives you a reason to live. A Bronx hospital worker was found dead by a colleague, naked, with porn playing on his laptop after suffering a fatal heart attack while apparently masturbating. Yes. Is that rigor mortis, or are you just happy to see me? Sources confirmed the unidentified man was naked and appeared to be pleasuring himself at the time of his death. He died of pleasure in a hospital. In a hospital he died of. Let that be a lesson to you. I mean, if he lies there in a hospital, what chance do you have wherever you jerk off? His last thought was probably something like, yeah, spread it apart, you little bitch. Or something like that. You like that cock? Obviously, not a proud boy. He came and went, Poe says. <laughs> Bronx Homicide was investigating, but no foul play was suspected. Joining me now, Vaughn DiCarlo. Hey, Vaughn. Hey. Uh, I think that's a lovely way to go out. Yeah? I, yeah, why not? Pleasure yourself to death. And I'm not even joking. God rest his soul. I I want to go out in the most pleasurable way. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to die an old lady in my bed. And if I was masturbating at the time, but hey, good for me. Yeah, yeah. But I remember my thought. I remember the point I was making. <laughs> we were talking about getting arrested. We were. We were talking about getting arrested. And I, I was leading up to the fact that despite my background and where I'm from, uh, I consider myself refined ghetto. When I first moved here, I actually had to take speech lessons because I used to do like under five work and on One Life to Live and soap operas and stuff. And, uh-huh. and, but I had a very heavy ghetto accent. And so I've what come would that a long sound way. Like? Can, I, can I hear a little of that? No. No? Okay. <laughs> no, because if I go into it, I won't be able to get out of it for at least a week. So <laughs> I no. enjoy it. It's like, I bet it's, I bet it's really cool. It's, and I, I find you, it interesting. you hear a little twang in there a little bit, but, you know, a little bit. I'll tell you what, towards but, the uh, end, you do your ghetto accent. I'll, I'll do I'll my hick accent. And we'll, and we'll come together. But, so, but uh, the last time I was in L.A., I almost got arrested, and that's what I was leaning up to. Oh. And, okay, this is what happened. I was in a boatload of traffic right now i don't drink i don't smoke i don't do anything but i had taken a um one of those diet pills before i went to the gym because mm-hmm. i was trying to lose weight so i was like took on it and it's just filled with caffeine i don't know what's in it but i went to the gym i'm all hyper i have all this caffeine in me plus i drank coffee so now i'm sitting in this traffic in the middle of the day on a freeway in, in, in los angeles but you're officially the most sober person in los angeles it's sober but high as hell on caffeine i guess yeah and I had to pee so bad. Oh, my God. I, I had to go to the bathroom so bad, Pat. Mm-hmm. It it was like, I'm going to pee in a car. Like, it's just going to come out. It was explosive. My stomach was burning. It was so much. I had to go. Yeah. So I just looked around, and I pulled over in broad daylight and was like, I got to go for it. And I opened the car door. <laughs> I opened the car door and tried to hide myself, and I squatted and peed. And I did not see this cop car, but he pulled up in front of me and I pulled up my pants. I finished by the time he was getting out the car and he started walking towards me. Mm. And I just got back into the car and I put on my little girl face like, hello. Wow. (laughs) And he just sees like, really, really? In broad daylight, you're not even in a bush. Like, what are you doing? And I was like, I had to go so bad. I'm so sorry. He goes, do you how? 
what have you been drinking? How much have you had to drink today? I said, I swear to you, I, I bartended for seven years and I was teased for being the bartender that does not drink. Mm. I don't drink. He's like, I don't believe you. And, I, and then I told him about the diet pill and he <laughs> goes, huh. he goes, do you know I could arrest you right now and you will have to register as a sex offender and you will never work again. Wow. And in the back of my mind, I didn't say this out loud. I was like, I'm sorry, officer. <laughs> I won't ever do it again. I didn't know that. I, I did know that. But I was like, I didn't know that. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, I, I do comedy, sir. I, I'm officially unemployed for the rest of my life anyway. So <laughs> this is a great story for comedy. Yeah, and a, fe you. a female sex offender is just not as much of a threat. <laughs> it's just as scary as much. It kind of it's intriguing, in fact. You'd right. be like, and wow, what did you do? My almost grown, so it's like I'm. I don't need to like go to her school or anything. You're not gonna have to go around to the neighborhood introducing yourself. <laughs> right. Hi, I'm the sex offender. They'll be like, it's a good way to get great. raped. <laughs> you're, gonna get, you're gonna get assaulted if you do that. It's like nice jeans, ma'am. Speaking of assaults, this is actually a murder. A Wakefield man is under arrest for beating a woman to death with a baseball bat. Or, what? as they call it in the Bronx, spring training. Jesus. Right. It was batters up, hose down. For 32-year-old Cerise rest passed. She was pronounced dead at the scene after EMTs found her in her Wakefield apartment, the apparent victim of a home run. Oh, of course, my God. There's no way to do We can't be Pat. sure. No, I mean, she if she hit the floor before she died, it might be a ground rule double. I can't be a part of this. That's just <laughs> awful. The, listen, the damage to her head was so extreme, the the police originally reported that she had been shot. Holy was, God. Yeah, God rest her soul. Was, I'm then it was, for and then it was, as we speak. And they momentarily had some interest from some uh, major league uh, recruiters. Uh, but why does a man beat a woman? To death with a baseball bat. I mean, it seems unfathomable, but have you ever tried to beat someone to death with a catcher's mitt? Ugh, you can't. I can't imagine trying to beat anyone to death for any reason. Yeah. And why anyone would do that, I have no idea. It's sad. Mm. Um, male, female, whatever it is, it's just sad that people are that barbaric mm. that they would do that to someone. It's mostly especially, men. Especially, like, if you're a man and you're beating on a woman that bad. It's It's just... It's ownership. It's ownership, and it's, it's, it's disgusting. You know, he just had an impulse, and he followed it, and you can't do that, not when you have those kind of impulses. And here's the other thing. I really do think women have a more highly evolved brain than men do because I think that what, what happened is men have always had physical dominance. Right. And so women's brains are working overtime trying to figure out, like, how do I fucking turn this so that it works for me? Right. And so they started noticing every little thing that they would say and do that would make a man do a certain thing. So the programming begins. And so a guy isn't really aware of what's happening. He just knows he's angry because she's cut off a certain thing or she's speaking in a certain way or whatever it is. It hits you sideways. and It's very right. hard to get in a woman's head because of that higher, higher evolved brain. Well, and so what? then what you do is you get so angry, you 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 lash out, you know, with your physicality. Next thing you know, you're punching walls. There's nothing there. It's really an interesting phenomenon, don't you think? Right. And I, hey, if you have to punch a wall, punch a wall. Um, one thing I don't agree with with women, and this certainly isn't blaming the victim, and I don't know this story or this situation or what happened, and, and I never blame the victim. Mm -hmm. But I will say um, to women who um, antagonize situations, like I never... Um, I, I've seen 
situations where women are doing things with the idea that he can't hit me back because I'm a girl and he's a guy. So I'm going to hit him. Mm -hmm. I'm going to wail on him and punch him in the face. And I'm going to spit on him. I'm going to curse at him. I'm going to do all these horrific things. And you better not hit me back because I'm a woman Mm -hmm. and I'll call the police on you. Well, you know what? You are just as awful as a man that abuses a woman. Women shouldn't abuse men either. Just especially under the light that you can't hit me back because I'm a woman because that's just like a a rape victim that that claims to be raped that wasn't raped Mm -hmm. you're making it hard for women that are being abused for no reason that aren't doing anything that that get beat up for no reason like don't that that I don't agree with to antagonize or try to push buttons for further reference to that you can look at any uh, subway video on YouTube yep I, I, yeah, I've seen them. Subway fight, obnoxious woman. There's hundreds. Yep, I've and seen them. It's disgusting. It's embarrassing as a woman when I see stuff like that. It embarrasses me as a woman. Mm. Like, don't do that. You're making it hard for women who, when you go, well, look at her. She's, she's, and I've seen those videos. Mm-hmm. Some of them should, like, goodness gracious, she is beating the crap out of him. Yeah, yeah. At or what or point even is he allowed to even defend himself. Or sometimes even just getting in her. Well, I'll tell you at what point. I mean, like if you want to know the exact point, because it's right on the line. It's <laughs> oh that God. eight ball jacket video. Did oh. you see that eight ball jacket video? Oh my I, I God! I don't know the names of the videos, but probably. Well, do, okay, we're gonna watch it together. This is gonna be great. And I never want to see a wom- a, a man hitting a woman for any reason. Oh, but no. I don't want to see a woman hitting a man for the reason that he can't hit back because he's a man and I'm a woman. That's that's taking advantage of you know, of a, what you are. A situation that works pretty well for you yeah, guys. Yeah, uh, it's taking advantage of an unspoken rule that technically didn't even exist years ago. Mm-hmm. You know why? Why would you take advantage of that? There should be a level. It shows no respect for the the physicality that a man is like you you have to respect each other you can't demand respect if you're not giving it no absolutely not i mean but again you know i don't want anyone tweeting me to death saying you know i don't you know blame the victim because that's not it okay um i'm gonna turn this around for you a little bit oh my god yeah it looks bad but hold on one second well, what does sh- all I see is him hitting her, and he's huge. Oh my God! No, 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 no. Now she is. They started off down there. He walked away. She's followed him down at this point. <gasps> oh. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Now his slap is the funniest part of the video. But oh my God. she hit him with a stiletto. She actually cut him because she hit wow. him with that heel. It's that's like the Chris Brown Rihanna thing. Mm-hmm. I, I one of the things that when that was out, um, correct me if I'm wrong. I think she was on when she was on Barbara Walters. She admitted to hitting him, and I believe with a shoe. I can't remember. It was a while wow. ago. I you know and, I didn't and know no that. No one, everyone just grazes over that like of course. like she didn't even say it. I'm like, wait a minute, she's trying to be accountable for it. Why are we all ignoring that? I'm not saying by any means that he should have beat her half to death at all. But at what point, if you're beating someone in the face with a stiletto, mm-hmm. it, everyone has a breaking point. 
Like, why are we doing this? You and, know what I mean? Yeah, and you, and you know, it's it, it's true. There I'm is a breaking point. I'm going to catch for this, and I know it. But well, it's like, look, it's truth the, is true. Fa- facts are facts. And, and the guy. Wrong is wrong. And, and, and they had harassed that guy steadily for his jacket and blah, 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 and tell him how unfashionable he is and all that stuff. Okay, fine, whatever. But then they follow him down the train, and she hits him with that stiletto. Because he's just walking away, and she can't handle that. You know, it's, she wants him to like deal with it. Oh, I so bet she will never do that again. I don't know. I really don't know because she didn't go to jail, but he did. He did. He got charged, and then they dropped the charges because yeah, it's fucking nuts. He was just you know defending himself. So unbelievably, here in the liberal bubble that is New York City, the guy did get to walk away, but he was still in jail for a day and a half. And he did the right thing by walking away. She was wrong by pursuing him after that. And yeah. that's what I'm disgusted by. I don't, I, I hate seeing him. He was huge. That's scary. Yeah, she's she very was, bold and, and to she, have walked up behind him. She's being a bully, you know, and yeah. she's following her emotions. It's like you talked about. It. Yeah. It's like something tells her to keep pushing that, pushing that, you know, and, and she probably had brothers growing up. You know, she probably felt very comfortable yeah. And was with she with a older. bunch of guys, or who was he with? Like, there were other guys around, and there were other women with her too. It was like a little group. And there should I think have been he was more or less on his own. Guy there to go look. This is this is going to be bad. Let's don't follow us. Oh, or they do not listen to guy, shit like that. You know they don't listen to shit like I know, that. I'm they being, are so I'm under- being way too <laughs> rational about it. But you know, I've it, this isn't coming from a place where I haven't had my own experiences. You sure, know, I, I know. I've had. I, I remember the first time I tested a, a guy past his limit, mm-hmm. and um, I, I was my high school sweetheart. Mm. Uh, found out he was cheating or whatever, and. Uh, it was with my best friend, oh. you know, so high emotions. I was, we're young, super young. So emotions are just like psh, everything. Mm-hmm. And, um, I rem- I it was a, he was an athlete too. What and sport? He, uh, all of them. He excelled oh. in everything, football, basketball, and baseball. Yeah. He's a black guy. What do you think? He's like, that's what we, <laughs> blacks <laughs> like <very> sports. Strong. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we like being president too. Shout out uh, to the best president that has ever existed. And also Barack the best, Obama. the best basketball player that we've absolutely. ever had as president. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, I absolutely adore him. Basketball is my favorite sport and I absolutely adore our president for shooting those hoops. He has great form. Do you like that song, Basketball? Yeah, I like everything about basketball. You know that song? The Today one? is the game seven of the finals. You know, I you know that? Do you, do you know that song, though? Where of course I do. Basketball. basketball is my favorite sport. <laughs> I, I like, like to watch him dribble up and down the court. Just like, uh, I forget I it. I could listen to the whole thing. <laughs> but um, what was my, oh, yeah, so I remember him sitting on the edge of his bed watching TV, like ignoring my rant and raving about, you know, whatever the situation was going Mm -hmm. on with my emotions and you are cheating and I hate you and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. All good points. And he was ignoring me. Mm -hmm. And we're in high school. So I remember I reached into my book bag and I grabbed my textbook. It was a science book. So you remember those big thick science books. Yeah, and it's also the first time you'd gotten it out of your bag. <laughs> well, I used to do his homework and stuff for him. He's, yeah, you know, those things. Yeah. So I, it was probably his book and not mine. But I just started wailing on the side of his head with the textbook. Mm-hmm. And he stood up, and he, j- he looked at me, and he goes, stop. And I'm screaming at him, I'm fussing, I threw it at him, and now I'm throwing punches like a goofy girl. And mm-hmm. he just started backing me up, and backing me up mm-hmm. and saying, stop, stop, stop. Now, to to his defense and mine, I didn't notice that I was by the top of the staircase at this point. So he probably didn't either. Boy. And I'm wailing and wailing and wailing. And he didn't hit me, but I got the biggest mush 
to my face of my entire life, and I went backwards down the stairs. Mm. And to this day, I have a little, uh, what do they call it, TD, th- the thing in the jaw, um, TMJ. Oh, right. Like the like the little crooked jaw thing. There's like a little click in a there. A little click. Wow. Yep, from that day. And I was like, oh, yeah, uh, you don't you do not do that. And we were both wrong. And that's where I'm trying to get as a woman and two other women is, look, when you're wrong, you have to be accountable for it. That does not mean y- y- we're both victims in that situation. Yeah, I think so. And I think that there gets to be a feeling where. You can't just be the victim when mm-hmm. you are also doing things when you're so angry and you feel so hurt as women sometimes that you think okay whatever i do is okay it, and it's not i would have lost it that your girlfriends say that you know what i mean and i think a lot of it is girlfriends giving each other support support is the most overused women uh, word by women i think i need some support what that means is i need someone to co-sign my bullshit right and uh just tell me all the shit that i want to hear and it's got to be all pro me. It's it's like a and that's not a good friend support, right? That's not a good friend, and that's why men tend to have better friendships with each other and better camaraderie than women because we're that's not a supportive friend. Case in point, I was talking to one of my friends on the phone the other day. She did something really stupid, mm-hmm. and I I did not sugarcoat it for one second. I was like, boom, boom, boom. But I love you, but this is you're an idiot. Mm-hmm. Don't do this. Don't do that. And she's like, you know what? You want to you're a great friend i i didn't see it that way i i see what you're saying i did this and i shouldn't have and thank you and don't you think sometimes i'm not supporting your dumb stuff and don't support mine i do a lot of dumb stuff too call me on it but don't you think sometimes what it is is like a thing where the woman sort of like you know vicariously wants to fuck with a dude through the woman you know what i mean and it's like well, Sometimes. I'm going to tell her that like what her boyfriend's doing is fucked up because, because my boyfriend emotional. does that to me and I put up with it, but you don't exactly. have to. Exactly. <laughs> because we're emotional, sometimes our perspective mm. is our own crap. We, If you and your wife have a situation and she's telling me about it. And we do, by the and, way. And I'm sure you guys do. <laughs> and if I, if I can't separate church from state, as they say, if I can't separate mm. my own emotions from her emotions now you got two firecracker brains in there on some straight emotion we done created a whole new movie and by the time you get home you're like wait a minute what this isn't even a situation you're right it's like you have to be you have to defeat all her friends and her (laughs) (laughs) or win them over constantly it's very hard to win over a fucking anonymous cons that you don't even yeah. know well needless to say i don't have a lot of uh, uh, female friends oh come on because i'll like totally call that out no the female friends that is i that, do have are pretty logical girls so. is, is that the way that it is it now works. really it's like it I, I feel as if like the and you say it's always been this way but i think i really do think that it's worse now no i think everything in the world from what you're talking about as far as women to uh the state of our police to racism and mm-hmm. i think the reason it seems like a lot more now is because we're we have access to everything through the internet and we're exposed to a lot more i 100 percent believe all of this stuff has already been going on forever we just didn't know about so much well let me counter that with i think that if we're exposed to it more that also means it has more of a voice Meaning uh-huh. that that even though it feels like just a perception, I think that once it gets out there in into uh, Twitter and social media and, and everywhere else, it starts to have take on a life of its own. Yeah. And I think that's where the increase in intensity comes from. 
because women really i mean the twitter is just a feminist caliphate <laughs> you know it's it's a dangerous Not place. Not my account. You know? I talk about basketball mine all day. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna basketball start following relationships. It. Follow though, Von DiCarlo. And what, yeah. what's your uh, Twitter? Uh, at Von DiCarlo, V-O-N-D-E-C-A-R-L-O. Mm-hmm. And you can hashtag Coach Von. Um, if you see a basketball next to it, I'm talking about basketball. If you see a heart by it, I'm talking about relationship stuff, like stuff I, from out of my book, Speak Fluent Man. Yeah, you got a new book. Yeah. Uh, and it's about speaking fluent, man. Well, <laughs> you obviously do. Because, like, I'm talking to you, and I'm not getting pissed off at all. <laughs> That's rare. Yeah, I know how not to spoil man fun. <laughs> no, but a lot of stuff we're talking about, I do talk about in the book. It's entitlement, double standards, the natural order of things. And, you know, it's a good read for men and women. If you look at the reviews on Amazon, like, people are saying that it's life-changing information for their personal selves and their relationships, both men and women. Mm. And you know, you've heard of the five love languages. This would be sort of a, a companion book for that, I guess. Well, I Six don't love know. language you know, man. My book is basically based on my relationship with Patrice, who oh. uh, he was pretty well known for his philosophies on relationships when he was alive. And oh, yeah. Patrice I O'Neil. was with him for 10 years, and he actually suggested that I write a book years ago um, because he goes, you know, you understand these philosophies and man truth in, in such a way, and I think women will lif- listen to you differently because you're a woman mm-hmm. um, differently than they do me. And at the time, I was like, I don't know, no, no, no. I don't know. I was kind of scared to do it. not Because as you can see, I could get a lot of people going F you to some of these concepts. Yeah. And uh, especially women and feminists. And I acknowledge that. And I was a little afraid of that. So I just appeased the situation and I gave Patrice an outline. He's like, just tell me, you know, the top things that you learned you know, in this relationship and, and getting your, your mind clear on these concepts. Mm-hmm. And I gave him the outline and he kissed me on my forehead. He's like, you're going to have a bestseller and walked away. And that was it. And I just put the outline away like, Oh, bye-bye. I'm not doing that. It's just too heavy, but it's out there now. And it's based on that outline that I gave to him uh-huh. that he approved and wanted me to do. And the book is called uh, Speak Fluent Man. Yeah, you go to speakfluentman.com to get to, you know, uh, physical copies, ebook, all of it is there. You know, it's really, uh, it's unexpected, I'm sure, to, to some people, not to me, but that Patrice O'Neill, who I think he might have uh, some lingering reputation, of, uh, some people might have thought he was a misogynist. But he was bringing out the best in you. Absolutely. And, and that's was, what I was going to say. Like yeah. People consider him a, a misogynist, but he was quite the opposite. And mm-hmm. it wasn't just bringing out the best in me. It's just that I was with that truth every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, other women, too. Uh, other people in general. Mm-hmm. He loved women. Mm-hmm. He just hated the the power we had that was like, false power yeah it's like oh vagina power activator whatever he would say but it's like no you want to be healthy in your thoughts you don't want to just run rampant with your emotions and think you're controlling something Mm -hmm. by throwing these tantrums what why don't you learn to think above your emotions and that is what he taught me to think logically above my emotions and speak fluent man it, it the book title says it you know it's a language you know to to learn a man but I'll never think like you you'll never think like me we're apples and oranges Mm -hmm. but I can learn to communicate with you better and the first step to that is understanding that it will always be a battle for me to get through my emotions 
half the time I'm like, I need to read my book again. Mm. You know, I need to read this book that I wrote because wow. I'm failing at my emotions right now. It's it's a constant ongoing battle. But just to have the awareness and some of the tools to how to do that, mm-hmm. you'll have healthier relationships. It's Not just with your your guys, but even girlfriends. Yeah, and, and probably at work as well. And maybe even with your dad. Yeah. And here's another interesting thing. It seems as if most of folks, uh, if you're reading a relationship book, you're you're hating it probably, and you're coming over to like a female point of view. That seems to be like the basis for shit. Is it? <laughs> it's spoken like we're gonna like meet in the middle, but it, it it always has felt to me a little bit more like we need to calm this dude down. Yeah. And uh, no. and, th- and and in yeah. this case, mm-hmm. you know, we're talking about hey, you know, listen to uh, this guy speak his language a little bit. Yeah. Really, somebody doing just. A little of that, I feel, would really change. Uh, it could change a lot. Yeah, I I hope everybody you know gets it and reads it and you know it, tweet me about it. Put your re- reviews up on Amazon because it really is. And like I said, don't let the title fool you guys. Speak fluent man is like, oh, I already am a man. I no, you get um, a perspective of Patrice and me, mm-hmm. so you get both sides. It's like this is what Patrice was teaching and saying in these philosophies mm-hmm. and here's how I learned them. So there's stories from our life that goes, this is how this unfolded and how I got to understand it and how he taught it to me so that I could understand it as mm-hmm. a woman. So sometimes with men, just because you speak English does not make you an English teacher. All right. Patrice was a man language teacher. You know, you you get what I'm saying? Am I, I explaining that right? I, no, yeah, he knew how to break it down. Right, so that's why men, that's what men get out of reading this book is they get how he broke it down and women get how I understood it and how we came together to work with it. That's such a great uh, sort of philosophy and everything. It's important to support it, I think, because it's what, Patrice sort of would have wanted to, and that's interesting to people. He would I be think very would. happy about that. I would. You should have seen my face of terror when he's like, "You have to do that." I'm like, "No." <laughs> he was doing great work. He really was. Yeah. I met Patrice the first time, and uh, I might have told you this before, but I was in England. Uh, weirdly enough, you know, and I was doing this uh, show, "The World Stands Up," and I had a girlfriend that I fought with a lot, and we had sort of made plans to go and then it, we were like fighting so much and we were kind of half broken up and I was like, nah, you won't go. Well, she nagged and nagged and nagged. I mean, she had the most relentless nag <laughs> for talking me into stuff. Wouldn't let things go ever. And she's like, I just want to go. I just want to go. It'll be fine. I won't. And I mean, here's how good she was at nagging. She got me to go on a cruise, right? To see, And it was the rock boat headlining Collective Soul. This wasn't in the 90s. This was like 2000-something, seven, six. Ridiculous. You know what I mean? It was the worst experience of my life. Mm -hmm. And I paid $1,200 for it. (laughs) So, of course, you know, I I cave. She's going on the trip. I don't want her there. I mean, it's it's just like from the beginning, she goes, I'm not going to start a thing. I'll be in a good mood. She starts shit on the plane. Oh, my God. With the flight attendant because they don't have her vegetarian meal but they had a vegetarian meal which is exactly the same they just didn't have her name and they said that she didn't do it properly or something her defensiveness kicked in and it was way more important for her to be right than to eat that goddamn you know meal when we get to you know england the shit starts it's still going on we're in london and she's like you know i I introduced her this is hannah and as soon as the walk the guy walks away or whatever not not my girlfriend hannah 
I'm using her name. I don't give a <laughs> shit. <laughs> it's no big deal. You cut that beep. <laughs> you say it again. I'll do the beep over. Her name is Hannah. Beep. I will say beep. it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're talking at the after like whatever shows we had done that night or something, and and you know Patrice is talking to everybody. He's holding court, and you know, I'm sort of like obviously interested in this, and she's very interested in this too, and she's listening to him talk. And she's tuned in. I've and I've never seen that look on her face. So she's just mm-hmm. like, you know, and she starts to like, she raises some objection to something <laughs> that he's saying. It's the first thing that, that she said to him, you know, no introduction or anything. Sort of across a circle of people that are talking in a hotel lobby, a bar late at night. I don't even remember what it was. But she's like, but wait, hold on. And he kind of, uh, he's Patrice. He looks at her and he just goes, and he looks at me and he looks at her and he goes, Uh, Come on, bitch, you don't even want you here. (laughs) (laughs) Classic. And and that was, he definitely had my attention uh, completely after that and forever. Man, that is insane. And you know what? That degree of intuition, you know. People in relationships take the we are as one thing a little too seriously. Mm -hmm. Like a little too technically, I should say. I, just because you're in a relationship with someone does not mean you have to force them to like and do the things that you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, for instance, I love basketball, but football puts me to sleep. So I, I'm not going to force myself into a football game with, you know, my guy and his friends. It's like I'll watch what I watch. You, I'm not going to force myself. I'm a, I have to come to the game. Or I know I love Broadway musicals. If you hate Broadway musicals, it's okay. You don't have to go. Mm-hmm. Like I, I hate scary movies. Patrice loves scary movies. Right. I, I'm like, it's just you could go to the movies by yourself with your friend. I don't care. I'm not going to watch scary movies. I'm not going to force myself into any situation. Even when we went on vacation together, we we had we were in Brazil for like 14 days. Yeah. We had two separate rooms that had a door. It was connected, but like he'll be up all night, and I wanted to go to bed early. Never a conflict. You know why? Because I would just go in the other room and go to sleep until, you know, I heard him go to bed. Then I would come and get into bed with him. Or if I wanted to get up early and I knew that I didn't want to disturb him, you know, we had two rooms. So it wasn't yeah. a big deal. Well, and nothing, when I'm getting and nothing's dressed, worse than that when somebody's saying, like, come to bed. I want you to be in bed. Yeah, I, like, oh I don't want to be God. in bed. Yeah. No. I don't need a bedtime. No. I don't need to be policed if on I'm that. in a bed, you don't have to be in a bed. Like, nuts, get over right? it. Yeah I, I've, uh, yeah, I totally see what you're talking about. Of course, now, this girlfriend I was talking about before, I need to make a clarification. That was years ago. And I, would, I, I never take... <laughs> <laughs> I don't ever take shit like that off of my current wife, Mandy Stabmiller. Let me tell you. She, I've got her wrapped... <laughs> People are aware. It's fine. <laughs> no, I just like going... I beep. like doing the beep uh, thing. Just beep things. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I want to do one more story here because this is pretty stupid. This is talking about emotions getting out of hand. In Bushwick, a guy was arrested. He got into a fist fight with a bouncer at a Brooklyn bar, threatened to, quote, come back Orlando style and shoot up the place. Oh, no. 40-year-old Justin Rice was drinking with his girlfriend at the Happy Fun Hideaway. You know, two of them got into an argument. And when the bouncer told him to calm down, Rice called him a, I don't know what, because it's uh, I've never seen this s- configuration of letters before representing profanity. Oh, my God. I, at first, I just glanced at it, and I thought it was faggot, but it's F-T-O. So I don't know what that would be. Maybe someone was trying to say that, but they don't Fagato, know how to spell it. Maybe I like a Spanish derivation. Oh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> May- I don't know. That's From Justin Rice. Whatever it is. It's, I, well, it's, it's, it's definitely... Uh, he called him something that, that offended him. Did he's, he go back? 
Well, here's what happened. According to the New York Post, uh, he said he was going to shoot this place up and get my 50 just like Orlando, Florida. I'm going to come back Orlando style. Okay. So, uh, which, you know, and I'll, I'll, I'll tell you the, the conclusion of the story exactly, you know, where it went down from there. But I, I have to say, a guy making this kind of unaccountably drastic over-the-top threat yeah. at the f- Happy Fun Hideaway. <laughs> I knew you were going <laughs> That there, is Bushwick for you at all times. It has to be ironic. You know what it's, I mean? It's weird and yeah. sad. It is. Like, everybody calm down. You know, I'm such a goofball. I really believe that li- uh, most of life's, pro- life's problems can be solved with one phrase, live and let live. Mm. Like, just everybody calm down. We are all humans. We want the same thing, which is love, respect, and attention. Everybody just relax. Wouldn't that be nice? It would be per. I, I really would love I, 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 the world to be like musical theater, where it's like pro-tag, anti-tag, very small dilemma, and then a happy ending always, and we just break out into songs somewhere in the middle. Like, that's what I ideally would like life to be. <laughs> Well, uh, and and I think we're moving towards that as a society. <laughs> we're absolutely not. <laughs> and uh, by the way, I've never had that in my life except for in when I've studied musical theater or done musical improv. <laughs> it, doesn't it make you want to do it all the time? Yes. My daughter rolls her eyes at me on a consistent basis because she's like, Mom, why does everything have to be broke? You break out into songs. Like, stop singing about everything. Wow, you know what? Wow. <laughs> what a funny complaint for daughter to have. My mom was always in such a great mood. She sings all the time. Uh, teenagers. Yeah, and she hates my happiness. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's teenagers in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. If there's so, if if somebody is happy, I have to hate on it. I don't know. I mean, like when I see teenagers now, I avoid them. I go. I'll I'll walk five blocks to not walk oh past God. a group of teenagers. They're scary. I right? mean, I'll not. I'm not. I'm exaggerating. But like, I see that and I want to. I I just want to be away from it. Like, if, you know, you ever go to a bodega or something like that, and there's like twenty five no teenagers in there I, it's just I right after school going to ba- bodegas what <laughs> no i'm just kidding <laughs> too many kids <laughs> too many kids at bodegas yeah well the book again it's called speak fluent man you can get it at speakfluentman.com yeah, go to speakfluentman.com it's mm. y- you could get it directly and get an autographed copy if you buy it directly from me but you can also get it on amazon barnes and Noble, all the it's everywhere that's awesome um, ebook and physical copies but well, i would strongly suggest if you want a physical copy to get it direct because i i don't really control the prices uh, or on Amazon. I don't know what they're charged. Just the the ebook is better if you're going to go through Amazon and Barnes and Noble. But if you want a physical copy, just get it direct from me. Well, I'm going to put a link on my website. Thank you. I'm going to put it right on the front page. Go to crimereport.nyc and you click that picture of Von DiCarlo to get Speak Fluent Man. And it's a, I can tell you right now, I haven't read it. I f- I'm going to because I want to know <laughs> what exactly you know <laughs> and when oh. did you find it out and please do read it you know i i have a copy for you i just left it in a car because mm. i'm retarded but <laughs> sorry i did <laughs> bring right. a copy for you oh, and awesome. i believe your wife has a copy i don't know if she read it all the way through yet you know um, what? she had an early copy 
Oh, okay. Before I released it. I think she had a really early copy. Oh, but I, I see. will go back to the car and bring your copy and I would love for you to read it and have me back to talk about it. Yes, absolutely. Come back as soon as possible. And uh and everybody else, uh I want you to do this. Go to compoundmedia.com and watch the show New York City Crime Report. You can watch it now. It's on I, Mondays at seven thirty. Can I plug some stand up things oh, I have? God, well, I I'm want you to. Yeah. I'm at New York Comedy Club tonight, but this is you're not gonna It'll be up tonight, but I don't oh, think anybody's will? gonna have time to hear it. Oh. And run over there. Okay. Well, I'm <laughs> also you're there tonight. at the Funny Bone, and oh, that's September 14th at 7:30. So it's a little ways off. But if if you when you go to speakfluentman.com, that uh-huh. it'll link you to my regular website where you can see my live shows. Well, what stuff. Funny Bone is that? Uh, so people can get their tickets. Oh shoot! <laughs> it just says Funny September. Bone, September 14th. Right. Oh, in Connecticut. Oh, Connecticut. okay. I know the place. Sorry. <laughs> All right, and uh, do this I'm awful too. With that. I, if you're around Monday, oh, this is the thing. Last Tuesday of the month, come to Dangerfields. If you listen to this show, go to Dangerfields the last Tuesday of June. It's for the regular 8.30 show. You can get tickets. It's like two for five bucks. Also on the front page of the website, crimereport.nyc. It's going to be a great show. Vince August will be there. Uh, I love Dangerfields. Oh, I hosted there on the Mother's Day. It yeah. was great. They're, the crowds there are always wonderful. Yeah. You and love Dangerfields. What a great classic room. And uh, you go there, all the specials that you've seen there. You think about uh, Dice Clay and uh, a host of others. And the, the I love the red lamps on every table. The, yeah. j- the waiters in the red jackets. Yeah. The one guy who's been dead for about classy. 25 years. <laughs> Chario, the best. He's been there for since... You and know, Tony, since Tony's Rodney's always there. there too. He's been there forever. The owner still shows up. He's yep. a hands-on guy. Yep. You got to come to Dangerfield's last Tuesday of the month and see me hosting my stand-up showcase last Tuesday. Thank you one more time, Fonda Carlo. Thank you for having me. I had a great conversation with you. Yeah. And thank you for listening to New York City Crime Report. I think that what I'm doing now is so different from what I did before that I think it counts as like a, a completely different thing. That's what I say. People say, oh, you're getting married again. I, mean, I think I'm kind of getting married for the first time. Oh, that's sweet. That's mm-hmm. a good way to look at it. Yeah, because it's uh, the other times were just ridiculous. It was my high school sweetheart and then a girl that uh, who, who was great and who I thought, you know, had very strong feelings for her, but who, um, I, say, I mean, like I, saying, I met her really soon after the first wife. What is it? Re- rebound, people say? Yeah, so you married your high school sweetheart, then a rebound. The the two big mistakes. Yeah. I can see why you feel like you're married for the first time because you're married now as an adult. Yeah, yeah. That's the first time yeah. that I've had a. And I took a few years off, you know, because a woman tried to kill me, and then I said, yeah, I'm going to take a few years off. She tried to kill you? A woman tried to murder me with a gun. <gasps> Outside of an IHOP restaurant in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Oh my God! You must be packing. Like what? What? Why? <laughs> <It's> <laughs> it a, was that serious. <laughs> I think it's it's it, you know it, it wasn't the dick. I think it was the emotional intensity. Oh I've yeah. Heard, I've heard women and say that before. Yeah, and probably you know the the thing that happens in relationships is people become uh, very territorial, and there's an ownership sense of ownership over people. Yeah. And it's it's just that's not a healthy relationship. Well, there's, an, feel that there's way. an intense feeling of an abandonment that a lot of women uh, sometimes have. Uh, not a, I don't want to say a lot of women, a lot of people. A lot yeah. of people can have that. And but especially women because we, there's a sense of um, protection gone. You know, I was with Patrice for ten years, and it, when he was gone, it's like, oh my God, I'm back out to the wolves. Mm-hmm. You know, no protection. That umbrella is gone. Like as women, we just. It's just a natural feeling of protection you have when you're with a, a man, especially a strong man. And you seem like a very strong, protective man. I just date really weak women. <laughs> <so> <laughs> relatively strong. Until Mandy. 
<laughs> who is like an equal. And I think that I, I'm learning about respect for the first time. I think I, she's probably the first woman. That, that, and I look, I mean, it sounds terrible to say that, but like, no, it's, it's, it's a, it's a different honest, level it's of respect. Fine. And I think the longer you uh, are alive, if you're doing the right things, then the more you learn how to have a relationship. But uh, so when Patrice, uh, I, uh, I mean, you, you refer to him being gone. I mean, so you, you were not able to try to kill him. Oh, no, not at all. <laughs> Which, uh, I guess, you know, all. I could check that off the to-do list, you know? Yeah, I, I don't think that I ever would have wanted to, except, you know, when those moments where I'm like, I have a point to make. And he's like, it's it's not going to be good. I Trust me, I know it's not going to be good. Let's just move on. <laughs> but was he, was he mostly right? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, admittedly so. And that's that's one thing as a as a woman that I've always I came into the door like that with Patrice. You know, I've I was interested in man truth because I came into the door like men are you know, they have very logical points of view. Like women, we're emotional, we live in the fantasy in our head ninety nine point nine percent of the time. And with men, you guys it, I'm not saying you don't have feelings. You certainly do have feelings, but you don't live in them the way we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and and if we do, it's just to get depressed and spend a weekend on the couch or something. Right, it it's not to torture your partner. Like we'll torture you with our own. Yeah. Crap. <laughs> and, and what do you guys get out of that? I was wondering, like, why is this attention? Happening? Yeah. Att- and I get a lot of flack from women, um, especially feminist feminist type women, where I go, you know, in a lot of ways, women are like children. We throw temper tantrums through our emotions. Mm. It doesn't matter if you're twenty. 30, 40, 60, if you don't learn how to work through your emotions logically, you will throw temper tantrums. And, you know, some women can't even apologize if they know they're wrong. They just feel they're right because they feel something. And you're not right just because you feel something. You have to work through that feeling. Oh, yeah, that's a really good point. Because sometimes you feel, whatever it is that's true, maybe you're like, well, yeah. And and when you hear what is the truth, in the face of it being sort of like it contradicts what you feel, uh huh. That's like I, I've said it before. When women uh, see logic that a man, you know, is is explaining, it's like a it's like a magic trick. Yeah. They're like, "How did you do that?" Yeah. Well, and then they get furious. Like you turned it all around. It's like I just said what is. Yeah. And uh, th- you're right. A lot of times that there is like a, an admitting that you're wrong thing where you're like, uh, I, it's just more important to win. It feels like for a lot of times with women. And for me, and I think that's what made me unique coming into the relationship with Patrice is I wasn't interested in winning. I was really interested in the truth. Like I was not one of those women that goes, tell me the truth. And then a guy tells me the truth. And then I scream and cry and try to marginalize the truth mm. and change him. That I know that I came into the relationship knowing that that doesn't work and really, really meaning, okay, even if it's a hard pill to swallow, give it to me raw and straight and help me understand not only how to work through this, but how to articulate it. Because a lot of things I'm talking about now, I, I felt it, but I didn't know how to articulate it. Mm. And that's what he helped me do. Isn't that the first step? You can talk about working through your feelings is to identify them. Absolutely. And so when you're in the middle of the feeling, it's sometimes hard to do that, right? Yes, and especially so what do you, as a woman. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I think that the reason why is, is because our brains have that fundamental difference. The, uh, the, there's a, a, something there, the corpus callosum or something like that. And it conducts a lot of information back and forth between the hemispheres. And since women have a larger one, they have uh, a difficult time you know, picking out a deodorant or something. <laughs> oh my God. I, I, we could go out to a restaurant 
and I will sit there. If it's not somewhere that I have been before oh. and know what I want, case in point, my girlfriend and I went to a restaurant recently. 30 minutes in, the only thing that we could agree with is that we were starving and we have to hurry up and pick something. <laughs> it got to the point where we asked the you know our server to come over uh-huh. and to like suggest something, and the server was a girl. So now she's in a cipher of, I don't know, what do you guys like? And we're like, I don't know, what do you want? It's like, oh, my God, just, a big okay, decision. just the wings. So you so you eat emotionally. Is that, is that it, what I'm hearing? I can't. It, it's like I have to go to somewhere where I'm familiar or it's like I'm not. If we if I'm out on a date, mm-hmm. I'm definitely going to ask the guy, what do you suggest? Or I'm just going to copy off of what he gets because I'm like, I can't figure this out. What's good here? Wow, that's such an interesting take. Yeah. I've never, I've never heard uh, somebody lay it out like that. Yeah, that when like, I used here's to go an issue and eat with Patrice, it got to the point. It, we were together ten years, so he just knew me very well, and he just would go. He would order, and he would just look at me, and I would have that look in my eyes, like, "What? Mm. <laughs> look at all the stuff on the menu!" And he would just go, "She's gonna get the salmon. She wants a ginger ale with no ice. Like, it's just, like, just stop trying. Just, just, just let me get it." He would just order for me. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> that's uh, that's nice. That's that's what's natural there, and that's what I mean. Not for everyone, but for you guys and for well, many people. I, what bugs me about us women is that if you are like that. But you feel like there's a sense of, uh, oh, I, I'm an equal. So me being an equal, you can't treat me like a child. It's like, no, it's not that. I'm not, you know, demeaning myself by going, you know what? Admittedly, I have a tough time making small decisions. I am a boss chick. I make huge decisions. I run my business. I'm very good at what I do. But sometimes when it comes to the little things, I will spin in circles on a hamster wheel. And there's nothing wrong with admitting that. And I think some women, they're so protective of being equal that they lose their equality in their fight to be too much like a man. Like, just be a woman. Stay in your lane. It's fine. Mm. But that doesn't mean that you're in a bad lane or that you're not smart or anything like that. It's just like, yeah, I'm comfortable with my man ordering for me. It's it's not a big deal. I'm fine with that. If you're not... That's fine. If you are fine with that, don't argue against it. Well, here's a thing. I'm talking to Von DiCarlo here. And what is uh, what is the point of, and, and it seems to be more true now than it ever has been, women who seem to want to tell women how to be. There's a hive mind that exists. And women are right. trained at some point to go and consult the hive and come back. But <laughs> Mandy said she was walking down the street and she heard a guy and a, and a, a man and woman having a conversation, having a fight. And she said, and, and what the woman said was, you know, whatever the, the statement was, something like, uh, that's the way guys talk in a locker room, and that's not, a, and none of my girlfriends think that's okay. That's what she said. <laughs> well, I thought, when did it get to be that way and why? Well, one, I think it's always been that way. I, it, nothing under the sun is new. Everything under the sun in rotation. It is absolutely always been the same. Um, but what I hear in that for myself is... It, <laughs> We as women have got to stop the double standard. The thing with the locker room, right? Mm-hmm. We do the same thing. We right. do the same thing. It's like, this is the example I like to use all the time with the double standard crap. Me and my girlfriends, we could sit on the couch. We could gawk over our favorite athlete, a favorite actor, favorite singer. Oh, what we would do to him, blah, blah, blah. And our husbands, boyfriends, whatever. It could be right in the next room. And it's like, oh, honey, you know, we're just girl talk. It's just funny. But flip that around and let that be guy talk. She'll start an argument 
right there in front of your friends that'll last for the next six to 60 years. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I, I just don't think that that's right. We do the same things. We talk about guys the same way. It's 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 fine. You can't go, oh, I'm going to do it, but you can't. Yeah, it is a double standard. But I wonder if, do you think there's a difference in the rate of infidelity between men and women? Do men cheat more than women do in a relationship? And if so, would that sort of, uh, you know, put a higher degree of sensitivity on something like that? I think that men probably cheat more physically and women cheat more emotionally. Oh yeah, that goes on a lot. Absolutely. But women don't a lot of women don't even acknowledge that as a as a form uh, of infidelity. Right. It's childish. It's it's what I said earlier. It's like we as women have mm-hmm. got to grow up in our we will call you childish and immature all day just because you want to watch porn. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you know, we want you to be understanding to our natural thoughts and our natural. We want you to be sensitive to us during our periods, during our menstrual cycle. It's like, you must understand what I'm going through. It's like, well, you really don't. But, you know, we want you to be sensitive. A lot of men try to be. But when it comes, when it's reversed and we have to be sensitive to your nature, then it's like, oh, let me marginalize this and just call you childish. Mm. But isn't it childish for you to still at whatever age that's not 13 have this fantasy about this white horse, this picket fence, this Prince Charming that does not exist? How about just accept that guy for what he is and stop trying to change him? Yeah, he sucks. (laughs) <laughs> and, uh, and she does too well, let's <laughs> suck together the idea isn't that there's a perfect person out there right. it's just that you you are going to match up with someone's imperfections not perfections per- mm. perfect doesn't exist I guess not and I think that is important I think it, it, in a similar vein people bond deeper over mutual hatreds than they do over mutual likes Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but the enemy of my enemy and all that stuff but the period thing women do uh, I think they, when when it comes to things like that, they confuse understanding, uh, with or or patience with understanding. You know what I mean? They mm-hmm. they what they really want is for you to just deal with it. They don't really understanding is not really what they you know they they don't want to like provide you the information that you might need to understand that well, they honestly, want you a to lot just of women like don't even tolerate. understand their own bodies and what's going on and the chemical imbalances that are happening. A mm-hmm. lot of women don't understand that for themselves, so they can't much like our emotions a lot of times we don't even know where some of our emotions is co- are are coming from even like um backtracking a little bit to what we were just talking about as far as cheating mm-hmm. it's very easy for us to see uh, a guy is cheating physically because it's sex it's hard to see ourselves emotionally cheating mm-hmm. because we're texting with someone that makes us feel good that the way our man is in or he's giving me attention or he's talking to me and my man isn't it's the same thing almost yeah and how is it that that goes by that you go you know that seems i mean i've cheated on women before and when i did it started with shit like that usually you know like uh i wasn't always just like falling in with somebody after a show it'd be like you get to know somebody they're a friend Mm -hmm. we had lunch and then you know incrementally you move towards something that's wrong or way or more wrong you know and i think that you've many times formed that bond before you realize it and then the sex is just an eventuality it's just kind of like uh well that is that is a double whammy that's more like that's cheating emotionally and physically, which would me as a woman, um, that would hurt me more than if it was just a one night stand. Oh, sure. Like I absolutely I get the male nature of like multiple women and sex and all of that and that sex is just sex. But when you add the emotional level of it, like if you're also like 
you really care about this person. You want to take care of this person. Now that's a whole nother level of of pain well, to get yeah. through. And and I see what you mean. But like you're not going to escape the emotions. It, it doesn't exist. I mean, you can you you can like maybe sort of have that in a bubble for yourself and mm-hmm. you know, to a certain degree. Like obviously, I, I would like this person if I had sex with them multiple times. However, uh, with them uh, multiple times. But if uh, if you're having sex with a woman, you're having sex with her with her emotions. Absolutely. And there's no way. And that's why. But is adultery that your never adult works self out. saying that or your young self? Because a lot of men don't really connect to the uh, un- the understanding of how women. We're not just physical beings like you guys when it comes to sex like we're always going to be attached to our emotions sexually nine times out of ten and it's one thing to have emotions about it but it's another thing to they always seem to think it implies some kind of an obligation that it doesn't and that's the problem you know is that like nothing like that is unspoken right it's a contract you have to (laughs) say i'm only seeing you now and if you don't do that but you fuck them and have a good time with them and all that shit then they seem to think that you've uh, somehow done them a disservice. I guess it's easier to say that than to say, like, oh, I guess I took some shit for granted. Right, and it's rejection, too. Mm. It's rejection, and, and women, we don't go through rejection throughout our entire lives the same way men do because you guys are the pursuers. You're the hunters. We're the prey. Yeah. So when we have to deal re- with rejection, it's oh. almost like, holy crap, what is this? And that's why I almost got shot outside of an IHOP. Ooh, <laughs> to circle back to the getting shot outside the IHOP. Yeah, My she took God. out a gun. It was, uh, we. she was one of these women gun, who starts a real gun. A, real, a nine millimeter Glock, a police issue kind of a gun, you know? The thing. <sighs> very, very easy to fire, too. Was she a cop? Was she, like, no, she, licensed? They don't know where she got the thing from. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's yeah. so mental. She drove a couple of hours to do it too but she was a tall girl six feet tall she had red hair she was quite a package and she was a lot of fun but then until she wasn't you know and then it creeps in gradually and then all the fun gets sucked out of it and then there's a lot of like shit like a fake pregnancy and a a (laughs) lot of you know talking about suicide and stuff like that i definitely don't feel like she represents all women i think she's very uniquely mental uh, in her own category of some women and uh, (laughs) yeah do not uh, thrust hashtag just a few women yeah hashtag just a few not us all (laughs) there uh there's there's the root of of craziness in a lot of people and i think it's Especially when you go through these hard feelings, but she, there was more to it than that. And what bugs me is that when I talk about it, there's always somebody who'll go, well, "What did you do?" Yeah, I was about to say yeah. I, I wouldn't be um, doing the female race a service if I didn't say, "What did you do?" Yeah, uh, <laughs> thanks for blaming the victim. <laughs> <laughs> what did you do to almost get killed? <laughs> yeah, yeah. As if there could be anything that I could say that'd be like, "Oh, that makes sense." Yeah, yeah I would murder somebody for that. It's wrong anyway. I mean, killing is killing. Well, That's there's absolutely do. nothing in all seriousness that anyone could do to deserve to get killed. I definitely don't condone that on what any about, level. What about a good hard slap in the face, though? Is you slapped anything? her in the face? No. Was it sexual? Because, I mean. <laughs> sexually, we do stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, sexually is but totally I'm not, but I was But I wasn't even being, I wasn't even being serious about that. I was just saying, is there something that a woman can do that you think no, I mean, and, and I just want to see how far off the feminist, uh, um, you know, party line you are. Mm-hmm. Well, that, I'm like an would... anti-feminist feminist. I feel like I'm a very proud woman, but I'm not a woman that's going to go, I'm so proud to be a woman that I hate men because mm-hmm. I don't. I don't, in everything in life, I don't think life is black or white. I, I think it's, life is gray. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I'm a black woman, but I don't hate cops. I respect cops. I hate bad cops, but I don't think... 
like I hate I don't like criminals on either side of the badge. Yeah. So it's like I, I see things in a gray area and I try to take each individual situation. So I don't want feminists to hate me. I feel like I, I'm all for a lot of things that feminists are for, except for the the thing of a lot of not all, but some of them trying to just be in the man's lane. Mm. I like our lane. I, I, I think kings are kings and queens are queens. Let's let's be the queen. Yeah. We don't have to be the king. Well, they certainly don't have that attitude or opinion anymore. It's like their spoken goal is to bring down the patriarchy. Yeah, which I'm means they're, definitely they're not for that. Out to thw- yeah. And they say it jokingly sometimes, but they're out to thwart men at every turn and no, then I don't they, and then be, but they have that as their as their, as their stated goal to I bring love down men. the patriarchy i adore men i and then love they go, you guys for what you are i'm not I'm well you're not different on that you're very very different you're very <laughs> different and it's and it's appreciated because like and it's the same way with the cops because uh you know to generalize all the cops based on the actions of a few is the same that's also profiling you know yeah it's like you're you're perpetuating the same thing you're trying to stop by generalizing these things and it's like well, let's be rational here Mm-hmm. If someone breaks into your house, who are you going to call? Ghostbusters? No. You're going to call 911 and you're going to pray to God that a good cop shows up and saves you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, is there a chance that a bad cop's going to show up and go, hey, you're black. I, I not only hope that you get robbed, but I'm going to help the guy kill you. Mm-hmm. Is that possible? Sure. I Do I get nervous when I get pulled over on a highway as a female and a black woman? Sure. Mm-hmm. But I was taught to... One, always respect authority, mm. and two, always be safe in that gray area. If you're getting pulled over and it's at night, don't stop until you get into a gas station. And mm. then explain yourself when you get there that, hey, I just wanted to be in a lighted area. I was nervous. I'm, you know, here's my license, my registration. And once you're there, you're there. So. And once you're there, you're there. Make sure you're around other people as best as possible. So it's a little bit of both. Respect authority, but, you know, be protective of yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's dangerous places to get pulled over. Like Louisiana, I got pulled over there one time. They <sighs> searched my whole car. They were like, uh, they wanted to, they told me they found weed in my car. They, they said, we smell weed in your car they it was one of those things where i submitted to a search and i shouldn't have but i would have been there all day had i not and mm-hmm. i just couldn't stand it and the, i mean look they started reading me my rights and shit which oh freaks God. me out because like i i mean i haven't been arrested since i was 18 and i've I was never been then. arrested oh, oh really and i grew up but you in don't the seem projects. like you wouldn't freak out about it though i don't think you don't seem you seem very cool you know what okay so i grew up in the projects during the what you would call the nino brown era if you're familiar with New Jack City, um, Wesley Snipes, he played Nino Brown. It's, it was basically yes. a movie about when uh, I, you're so white. <laughs> it's a classic <laughs> black film. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, you have to watch it or I'm never talking to you again. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. It's but pretty it, bad. Was, it was basically a movie. He's a drug lord or whatever. It's like, the, had, it's like Scarface. City. I never saw Breaking. It's like Scarface. The but Fat like, Boys. Oh, God. I have to leave now. I, I got an appointment. I deserve it, I really. You, I don't blame you. So New Jack but City, New Nino Jack Brown. City, Nino Brown era is like when crack first hit, before we knew what crack would be. And I grew up in a projects in a small still town outside of Pittsburgh, Clareton, Pennsylvania. And um, I forget where I was going with this because you distracted me so bad with the not knowing what I think once I said Fat Boys, that was the one. (laughs) The Fat Boys. First the Fat Boys break up, now this, (laughs) to quote Chris Rock. It's okay, we'll come back to it because I want to do this real quick. From the smallest room in New York City comes a show that gives you a reason to live. 